Welcome to CS Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 140 of CS Radio. I'm J. Michael DeAngelis. I'm Natty Leach. Formerly N. Thomas Leach. Yeah, I guess I got to toss that now. It doesn't yeah, really you don't really go by that. J. Michael and A. Milan was a thing. But welcome aboard, a Natty, from, from occasional guest host to full-time co-host. I'm so happy to have you on board. I'm sad to be replacing a legend, but excited to join you. We're moving ahead. This is CS Radio 2.0, and welcome back to everyone. We have a lot of new things to discuss this week. Everything is new. That is our theme, and we are super excited to have one of our newest staff members join us in the studio today. And who's with us? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Tina Anino. I am the new administrative coordinator for the College of Arts and Sciences. And Tina, you've been here about three weeks now? Really new. Yes, fresh, fresh. <laughs> really, really new. I've been here for about three And can you tell us a little bit about your background? Where did you come to us from? So I came from a nonprofit uh, called, I was a career readiness coach there doing um, similar work to the advisors. Uh, so basically what I did was every week I had to meet with a caseload and we would work on goal setting and finding young professionals jobs, high wage jobs. That's amazing. Were they, like, what age range of students were you working? So they weren't all students, but they were between the age of 17 and 26. That's great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's a big range. We're so happy to have you. We were without a coordinator for a long time, so it's great to have you here. What have you liked about Career Services? Thank you for having me. And I would say that what I like the most about Career Services for now, because it's you know, I'm really new. I would definitely say, like, all the staff here is really nice and very, very friendly. I got a very warm welcome, so I would say that that's great. And then also the eagerness for all the advisors to really assist the students, even when they're, like, in between appointments, um, definitely when the PCAs need assistance. So just kind of feeling like a sense of a community here at Penn, I definitely feel like that was something that I really admired and my favorite part. Awesome. And it is three weeks long enough to have found your favorite lunch spot. No, because I'm still trying to <laughs> find spots. But I did get a long list before I left Hopeworks and actually gave, gave me a list of places. So I could definitely say right now my favorite spot would be the food truck on um, Spruce and 38th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right the halal cart. Yeah. Yes, it's so good. Yes, the halal cart is so good and it's super affordable. So. Natty, I enjoyed that just the other day. It is definitely a great spot. Boy, I could I could 100% turn this podcast just into lunch spots on the Penn <laughs> campus. Maybe I should. It's been 140 episodes. So, Tino, our sort of topic for today is a classic, what we call the CS Radio grab bag. We're just going to be talking about some of the things that Natty and I are hearing a lot from students or employers. So you're in the front line, taking calls, seeing seeing students coming in, I'm sure answering a lot of emails. So what are some of the things that you've been hearing a lot right now? What's sort of the hot topics? I would say, based off what I've been seeing um, lately, a lot of people looking for what I think, like the transition from virtual to in-person. I've seen people needing clothes, clothing, as far as professional clothing. I have witnessed people trying to get their resumes together because they're getting ready to apply to internships. So the most thing I've seen so far is definitely resume reviews. And so I think right now that's like the biggest thing, trying to figure out those summer internships. It's definitely a perennial topic, isn't it, Natty? Yeah, what's next? I mean, that's... That's that's our whole 
that's our whole thing. You know, we've been, Natty and I have been deeply involved in the career services branding and working on mission statements. And one of the things that sort of fell to the way, wayside was finding a motto. But what's next might just be the, the greatest career services motto there could be, because that's definitely... That's exactly what we're, we're, we're all about. What's next? Although I think Handshake is find your next. So we might be encroaching a little yeah, bit. It's different enough. <laughs> it's different enough. Credit? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely you get credit. Yeah, we have this on audio. Yeah, it's on, it's on record. I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. deny it. You can't edit that. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that you mentioned people requesting clothes because that is a service that we uh, can provide through one of our partners, The Wardrobe. So we are very lucky to have partnered with them. And if you uh, just search the wardrobe on our website or career wardrobe. Look in the show notes. Or look in the show notes, my producer reminds me. We will link to it in the show notes. You can find a form to fill out. And it's a location in Center City where you can go and get one free professional outfit. So if you're going on an interview or maybe you're even starting a new position and you just don't have that that just fill out a quick form and you can work with someone at the wardrobe. They will work with you to find that perfect outfit. Your own fashion consultant. Yeah. So it's something that's evolved. We used to have the physical wardrobe here in the office, but we transitioned to working with this amazing group in the city. We're very grateful for their partnership. We're grateful to the university for helping to sponsor that. So if you uh, are curious or in need of some professional clothing, definitely check the show notes for a link to that. And Tina, had you worked with them before? I feel like you knew them when we were talking through your interview several weeks ago. Yeah, so I have worked with them before making referrals. It's really, really easy, super comprehensive in order to make that appointment. And they're really nice. Like you were saying, you kind of have your own personal style. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, and I think it's awesome that, you know, you try things on with them and are able to, like, you know, see what fits and how it's supposed to fit. And then another great thing about them is that they have virtual appointments as well for those that aren't, um, they don't have a ride or don't feel comfortable yet going there. So I think that's great. It's a great resource. It's great. And they, they send you the outfit, is that, or you go pick it up? That is a great question. Well. We can find out. Uh, But I I know I know they're offering virtual appointments. So how how you seal the deal in the end, I'm sure they'll let you know. But I have to say, I think um, I think it was a really great service when we used to take, you know, we used to take donations from other students and alums. And we had a big day where you could come and pick out an outfit. Not only was it a lot of work for our staff, but I think it's so important, like that human element of here's somebody personally helping you all right and saying yeah that looks great on you and or tell me about what kind of position it is and we can find the appropriate thing because um we've talked about this before on the show but like professional attire has changed in the time i've been working at career services right and it's very industry specific Whereas even when I started, I wore a shirt and tie every day to career services. And a monocle and a bowler hat? Of course, Natty, of course. And and eventually, basically, my boss said, you look very nice and you should feel free to continue to wear it. But don't feel like you have to wear a shirt and tie to this office. It's not our culture. Unless you want to, in which case you should go for it. You have great ties. And eventually, I phased it out. I mean, I, I will say... I was right out of college when I started, and I felt like putting on a tie made me feel like 
the power tie. Yeah, oh, because because yeah, because the people I was dealing with were essentially the age of my peers, and I had to be in the position to say yes or no to things. I like that tie really was a, a shield of a kind. But I grew up and I grew out of it, and I haven't worn a tie in this office in a long time. And I think you know, as the tech boom has happened, people don't wear ties to Google or Amazon unless you're at the very top and going to a board meeting. I've seen a lot of jeans and uh, like I said earlier, came from HopeWorks. So it's a lot, they have a tech training and then a lot of the young professionals go into big tech jobs and it's very casual. So I think you have a great point when you were talking about industry specific. It is. Especially working with young people. I definitely learned in some of my classes in, in grad school about, you want them to feel comfortable. Right. And if you are in a three-piece suit, it's kind of intimidating and not It really is. Good. It is. Yeah. 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 It is intimidating. And I think that's right. And I just, I think that's been a real change. Like we used to really drill, particularly at the engineering fair, the person who was in charge of that fair for years would say suit and tie, mm-hmm. business dresses or business suits for the ladies. Mm-hmm. Look your best. I don't care what class you're coming to or going from. Everybody looked sharp. Everybody looked professional. And then, like, the employer started coming in T-shirts. And she was like, what is happening? <laughs> this is the, the world changed, right? They want people to feel comfortable. That's exactly right. We're comfortable like this. Why shouldn't our employees be comfortable like this? And I remember she went to Google for the first time. Oh, man. And yeah, yes, exactly. (laughs) Bedrooms and and like like ballrooms for adults, you know, like things where you can play and relax. And I I, I believe in, in the Google New York office, they had a slide from one floor to the other. And she, like, her mind was blown. Was blown. Wait, b- ballroom like Cinderella or a ballroom like a, a ball pit? No, like a ball pit. <laughs> yeah, like, legitimately, it sounds awesome. <laughs> but, but, of course, there's trade-offs to that, too, because you're working a lot of hard hours and hard work. So, But they try and make it worth your while. So that's, you know, so, uh, again, circling back to the wardrobe, being able to say to someone, this is the kind of interview I'm going on, Absolutely. and having a really knowledgeable person go, well, here's the kind of thing that I think they're going to be wearing. Mm-hmm. Just great. And I think also, like, that's a good question that when I was doing interviewing training, asking about, like, the culture and what that's like. Because sometimes with an interview, you would have your best attire on, and then you'll come back to the job on your first day, like, wait, is this the same person? Yeah, <laughs> like, 100%. Absolutely. So I think, and I think also, like, the age differences, too, makes a difference. Because I've definitely, I'm like, this morning on FaceTime with my mom, and she's like, you're wearing jeans? On a on yeah. Wednesday, you yeah. know? And it's like, you know, usually casual Fridays. And I'm like, things are changing. It's changing. <laughs> I'm in jeans. Natty's in jeans and a hoodie. It's, you know, we're, yeah. Uh, frankly, we look great. We I look think, great. I think Thank you. Great. Thank you. Well, Natty, what are some of the things you're hearing in your counseling appointments or in, in the email? I've gotten so much email the last couple of days. Yeah. So I've had a lot of mock interviews lately. So there's a lot of that, especially for people who are interviewing for summer of 22 coming up. Certainly that is really specific to a few different industries um, are most mainly the ones who are interviewing now. Because on the flip side of that, I've also gotten a lot of students who are saying, all my friends who are interested in consulting have interviews lined up. And I really want to work at a nonprofit, but I'm scared I'm really far behind. They're Um, not interviewing yet. They're not interviewing. You know when they're going to interview for summer 22? 
spring 22 <laughs> the end may, of maybe <laughs> summer 22 when there's an opening i was about to say they haven't even posted their openings yet. yeah <laughs> they're made yeah and uh, you know a lot of places they hire as needed so they'll when there's an opening there's an opening yeah absolutely so it's been a lot of a lot of mock interview focus both on the behavioral side of students talking through their skills and why they think they'd be a great fit for the opportunity that they apply. But then also a few of those technical mock case interviews for casing I was doing last week for sure a bunch. I think Natty also had a good point of comparing as well um, because I heard that people or students will have that, oh, my friend has five interviews and I don't have any. Like, am I going to graduate without a job? Or about an internship, and I think encouraging students, which I know that the advisors do, to not compare because different uh, majors are in different colleges, they work differently. And I know that's something I definitely struggled with back when I was in college. Like, you know, this person's coming out making 60000 and then like a business school, and I'm over here in the nonprofit sector, like upper 40s so not comparing because yeah. different majors different industries start industries yeah exactly yep. and yeah, you've been here three weeks and you've already <laughs> noticed one of the <laughs> the common plights of, of it's a, a frequently asked question for a reason yes i've been getting natty i feel i'm going to just punt this back to you because it's sort of your area i've gotten a lot of questions this week about procedural questions about on-campus recruiting. So obviously on-campus recruiting in air quotes because it's all being done virtually, but we're, we do have a distinction between interviews that, are, that employers are conducting on their own and interviews that employers are scheduling through us through the on-campus recruiting process. And so I've gotten several emails this week from students going through that process who maybe didn't go to your orientation program, Natty, but who say, I just saw that I got, I'm marked as a primary for this company. What does that mean? Or I got marked as a primary, but I don't see any way to, to sign up for a time slot. So do you want to talk a little bit about how that works and trigger dates and things like that? Because yeah. I feel once I explain it to people or I show them a screenshot, they're like, oh God, that's so easy. Okay, great. That's good to know. It can sound very confusing, but once you kind of take a look at it, especially that list of where the dates are, I think it makes perfect sense. The preface I will again say related to what we were just talking about is not everyone needs to be applying through on-campus interview positions. It's really dominated by big tech, consulting, and finance. If you're interested in those areas, though, it's a great opportunity. Just like Michael said, even though they aren't on campus anymore, this is a great way for employers to showcase we have pen-specific interviews that are just for you set aside that we're going to be be hosting and conducting virtually. The biggest thing to know is where to find those. They're all in Handshake, unless an employer might start the process in Handshake, but then have something outside of, in which case they'll email you. But the best place to look is a few places. So you can look at it by jobs. I think that's a great way to look if you're exploring and trying to see what jobs are out there that are really targeting Penn students for these on-campus again, in air quotes, interviews. If you go to that job section, there's an advanced filter that you can go to. You'll see it around the top middle-ish at the end of the filter list. It'll say advanced. And you can check a box for interviewing on campus. And that'll give you a nice list of all the different positions that are being um, recruited for. And you can add additional filters if you want to. If you're only looking for internships, if you're only looking for something within consulting specifically, it's a great way to kind of filter down on all of those things that are there and then find the specific position and look through that. 
on the flip side, what Michael was talking about with the dates and students being like, I was assigned as a primary candidate. What does that mean? If you go to the events section of Handshake, there's a tab for on-campus interviews where you can look up the specific interview sessions that are hosted. It's by employer mostly. So you might see that Deloitte has a interview session and they'll have specific positions attached to it for what they're interviewing. But on the left side, once you click in on that, it'll say all the dates associated with that. One of the benefits of applying to something through on-campus interviews is that there's a pretty set structure for when those interviews will be held, when the resumes are due for that, when they've decided who the candidates are, and it'll walk you through that entire list of when those dates happen throughout the whole schedule of that particular interview. Primary candidate is one of the options that employers can choose for you. That means that's the best thing you can get. That means that you have a interview slot that is open for you, it's available, and on that date that you saw, you should just log in and take whatever time best suits your schedule. Um, if you wait too long, they may have chosen, however, alternate candidates who will get second dibs on those interview slots. So for anyone, I would log in as soon as you can to, to set aside that time for your schedule. Alternate candidates will get in there about a day after primary candidates get their chance and they'll take up any remaining. And the only other option would be if you're declined, unfortunately, for interviewing, you can always then look towards the next thing on the horizon. Look for your next then. Right. And those those dates really are the most important. If you do get selected for a primary, you probably cannot sign up right away. There'll be a time that those interview slots open. I find it easiest if I, if I know that I'm a primary or I need to, to find out if I'm a primary. On my Handshake profile, I click on, my under my profile, I click on my jobs, and then on interviews, and then all of the on-campus interview positions I apply to will be listed, and it'll show me my status. Pending, primary, secondary, alternate, alternate or declined. Yep, and that's the third place to find it. So it's kind of confusing the three ways, but they're each beneficial in different Their ways. Own ways. So going to the job section to kind of search and explore jobs, going to the events section to kind of see the different timelines for these positions and by company who is hiring. Or like Michael said, if you want to look at your schedule, your the personal things you've thing, already yeah. applied to, you can click on your name or your profile picture and then go to my jobs from that menu there. And again, we'll link in the show notes. We have an orientation to on-campus interviewing that goes over all of this. Natty walks it all, explains it all for you. So if you need to, if you're a visual learner like I am and you want to watch along with Natty and just not listen to it, then we'll link to that as well. Got some images. I got some funky music. It's only it's, about 10 minutes. Uh, it's, worth, it's, 10 worth, minutes. it's worth every second. <laughs> uh, I have one final FAQ that's come up this week and it's it's super fresh. It's something that just happened, and I've been getting a lot of questions about it, which is one of the most popular features of our website and one of our most popular resources are the Vault Industry Guides. These are comprehensive guides to all sorts of industry, everything from finance to, like, comic books. Like, there's a guide for everything. They've got salary information, the types of interview questions you should expect, the big employers' profiles. It's, they're really um, fantastic. This, As of this past Monday, Vault has been acquired by a company called First Hand. They've merged, actually, Vault and, and First Hand. And First Hand is another career insider platform with 
employer profiles, and other career readiness information. They can help you with resume reviews and interviewing tips much in the same way the career services website can. So all of the vault guides have migrated to first hand. Unfortunately, that broke a lot of the links on our website. It wasn't supposed to. They promised us it wouldn't, but it did. <laughs> that, you know. So I imagine that for the first month or so, some of those vault guide links are not going to be redirecting properly. They are working on it. But the good news is we have a link right to first hand. And again, it'll be in the show notes. You can create a free first-hand account with your pen email account and have access to all of that. And then we hope that the uh, guides that show up in our communities, all of those links will be working properly very shortly. But in the meantime, if that's something you're looking for, go to first-hand, linked in the show notes. So those are sort of the frequently asked questions for this month. Uh, Bettina, I have two questions for you, questions that we ask all of our guests that come on the show. So first... I'm nervous. Yeah, you're in the hot seat now. I know. First, we assume that working in career services is your dream job. But if it isn't, what is your dream job? What What's the one career you would love to have? Okay. <laughs> I'm in the hot seat, really. The short answer is I'm not 100% sure, but I do know that there are certain things that I want to do. Like, as far as I've narrowed it down to, like, a population. So I definitely want to work with the young adults. I definitely want to work with helping them achieve a goal, um, whether it's a career goal, financial goal, you know, educational goal, personal. I definitely have a passion working with first-generation students. For undergrad, I went to Florida State, and I went through the CARE program, Center for Academic Retention and Enhancement. So definitely doing some type of coordination there or advising, that's definitely something that I have a passion for. Definitely coming from being a career readiness coach, I definitely feel fulfillment with assisting young professionals and students with finding out their what's next. She's going to trademark that before yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, she's going to riff it up. So follow-up question. If you could have your own podcast, what would it be? Um, so I definitely feel like I have a lot of personality to offer, and I always wanted to be like on the real world or something like that. But if I could have my own podcast, I think it would be one of those podcasts where I just talk about any and everything that comes to mind. Like, it, I obviously would have like structure in the sense of like, um, a topic, but I want to talk about, you know, pop culture. I want to talk about, you know, vaccines and why people feel passionate on either side and talk about controversial topics. So just kind of like that umbrella of like anything. Talk about, you know, things when, how we're moving to a, a different culture when it comes to professionalism, you know, when it comes to dress, when it comes to hair, especially in the black and brown communities. So just talking about anything, you know, important topics, silly topics, you know, do you like chocolate or vanilla? I don't know. What's next with Tina? <laughs> no, I'm gonna leave that for you. Oh, thanks. I'm gonna come up with something else. <laughs> thanks. She wants very the, generous. She wants the royalty, so I, I can know. tell. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, Tina, thanks so much. Welcome to Career Services. Welcome to CS Radio. We hope we have you back on the show again soon. Natty, welcome aboard as co-host. Yeah, thanks. One down, many more to go. <laughs> and I'll see everyone next time on CS Radio. This podcast is produced by University of Pennsylvania Career Services, a division of Penn University Life. It was created and hosted by J. Michael DeAngelis and Natty Leach. 
It was produced, mixed, and edited by Sadie Kyler. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podchaser, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at at We'll see you next time on CS Radio.